Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. This is Alex. And we're going to be answering your questions again in the Q&A part two from last week because we had a lot of leftover questions and we want to get to them. Well, that's the question. Is this Q&A number six part two or yeah. is this Q&A number seven? I'm going to say number six part two. What inherently makes a part two and what makes them just two separate because this, this, this is in the same round of questions, therefore it's a True. part okay. two. Let's let's say let's say uh, number six, part two. Number like six, that. part two. And as we mentioned last week, the, uh, these are questions that you, the listeners, have sent in. Uh, of course, about Germany, living abroad, traveling abroad, and a few questions uh, personal. About, and you, you, about you us guys probably. know you yeah. sent them <laughs> I, again. I tried my best not to look at them, so most of them are pretty fresh. Let's dive in. Okay. And you might have noticed our sponsor is Clio. Clio is a language learning app in which you can currently learn Spanish, Italian, Ukrainian, and of course, German. The Clio app teaches you with interactive videos and virtual tutors. You can use it on the go, hands-free, you know, while walking your dog, doing your dishes, whatever. Super convenient. The app now has the world's first ever virtual pronunciation coach. And of course, who is it? Alex, who is it? It's, of course, it's, uh, it's Feli from, from the YouTube channel, Feli from Germany. Now, you always call her Feli, isn't it Feli? Feli. Felicia. True, Feli. Okay. Just checking. Uh, Plus, you'll find me and Alex. Me and Alex are also on this app. You'll find us. We are. It's not just Feli. No, it's not just, she doesn't get a little spotlight. We're 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 we're, we're B lists. Yeah, we're we're on there, but you know we're not we're not like you know uh, an A we're not A listers. We're not A lists. Yeah, we we're, we we do a, a nice Christmas lesson about German phrases. So check that out. You can find the Clio app. That's K L E O on the Apple App Store. Uh, it is one of the new trending apps, and it's coming soon to Android as well. Use our special discount code to get one month for five dollars instead of the twenty dollars regular. That's fifteen dollars off, guys. That's a, lot of, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of dough. The discount code is A G D W number one. That's A G D W. Then the number one. Go to meetclio.com to learn more. Yeah. <laughs> you always sound so nonplussed when I fit it. Like, yeah, I like that too. Yes. I like advertising. <laughs> I am being, I am contractually obligated to like this. <laughs> no, of course. I mean, we are actually the ones who contacted them back in the day because we were like, wow, this is a cool. True. This is just cool. Like, no, it the, is very cool. The way they teach. Um, it's, it's fun. And it's, that may sound weird, but we like to go through and our special thing and have ourselves teach ourselves German. Yeah. Is that really vain of us or a little bit ego thing? It's pretty cool though. Pretty cool. Uh, anyways, guys, welcome to episode 129. This is the Americans in drinking. No nope. Americans in drinking Germany. This is the Americans in, in Germany drinking whiskey podcast. That's who we are. That's who we are. That's the name of the game. You know, we talk all things living abroad in Germany, living in Europe, all that stuff. Why am I telling you? You guys know. You're here. You know what's going on. You're here. Hello. Anyways, before we start, we got to do usual uh, news tidbits. What have you? So, uh, Alex, take it away. Okay, so pretty cool. Uh, Spotify just did that whole like Spotify wrapped up thing, right? Oh, it's like the the stats for the right. for t- 2022 year. And so most people get them as listeners, which you're listening to. So we get them as content creators, and we get some interesting stuff. So we found out there were the top five percent most followed podcasts on Spotify. Which, we're in the top five percent. Top five percent most Jeff. followed. Yeah, is that possible? Yeah, I I didn't think so, but yeah. We're also uh, the top 10% most shared globally on Spotify. Most shared. So most that means shared. like our listeners are sharing this with their friends or family or something like to, you know, you're, you're asking other people, hey, check this out. Exactly. Exactly. Well, well uh, thank you guys. I mean, it's all, that's all you. We created this year 
2,034 minutes of new content. And that's more than 96% of other creators in society and culture category. Oh my God. Does that mean our podcast is too long? Just, just doing way too much. And the year's not even over. That, I know. That means, only means so far we've created over 2,000 minutes. What was it? 2,000 how much minutes just, of content? Just that's, a lot. That's a, that's a lot of... I'm sorry you have to listen to us that much. That's just a lot. Yeah, it's insane. So, I don't know, pretty cool. Thank you, everyone, for listening and, and having those, like, those stats are pretty, I don't know, I thought we were, like, bottom 5%. Yeah, um, pretty unbelievable. Yeah, but it's only because you guys actually show up every yeah. every Wednesday. So, thank you guys so much. I mean, we only do, and I'm, I'm sure every, I don't know, podcast or YouTuber or whatever out there says the same But they don't thing. mean it. We mean it. We actually mean it. Like, <laughs> we, we, the only reason we show up every uh, Wednesday is because of you guys. So, because you guys keep knocking and going hey where's what are you doing where's the funny come on where's, where's the stuff <laughs> with uh more down-to-earth german news yes. berlin specifically actually berlin continues to go green as it keeps turning streets around the city into Fahrradstrasses. now we've mentioned these before these are bicycle streets these are streets in which the bicycle is king and cars are only guests the sign literally says that um that's super so, cool so basically, they, instead of having a bicycle lane, the entire normal road is now the the bicycle lane, and cars can come if we allow it, basically. Right. But they go by the bikers' rules. Exactly. So these are our streets. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, it is. It's a it's a Fahrradstrasse. So um, so bikes can uh cycle side by side if they want. They can cycle in the middle of the lane. They can cycle any speed they want, and cars basically have to go at that speed, and they cannot pass or you know, um, try to like move people along in addition the cars that do drive on the road can only be people who actually live on the street you cannot drive through on your way somewhere else brilliant i love so, that bringing down traffic on these roads anyways two new streets were added to the list in alex's uh berserk neukun vesselstrasse a, a small section of vesselstrasse is now a farad strasse sweet and vesselstrasse is a known kind of like clubbing bar kind yeah, of just is awesome area. A, lot, a lot of really cool bars around there absolutely and in Mitte, in the um, kind of central district in Berlin, Charlottenstrasse, which is uh, a main kind of north-south route mm. um, that goes through a lot of tourist stuff, including it goes through uh, 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 Gendarmenmarkt, um, which is a oh, wow. it's a very popular uh, Platz. No, sorry, what's it? Square. Yeah, city square with um, cool t- churches and stuff. So um, that's a big section. Um, so it's, it's really just exciting the speed at which they are flipping yeah, streets absolutely. into these cycling only uh, or cycling focused streets, if you want to call I them. I think focus is a good word. It's it's cool. It's good. It's good to see. And um, it's interesting they actually gave you guys one because usually um, when it comes to cycling, Neukölln is not known to be the most cycling friendly of the it's, districts. It's not, it's not anything friendly, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's barely car friendly. Uh, other news question for all of you out there. Uh, so when, when we go to Christmas markets, we like eating Hanbrot, mm. which is bread, fresh baked bread stuffed with cheese and either onion, uh, cheese and either like cheese and ham, bits, ham bits and ham and then or, covered in like uh, what's that white sauce that covered in? It's not kvok. Like sour cream. So, yeah. And, or cheese and mushrooms. It's very, very good. And that's like a thing we always have at Christmas markets out uh, of select few that have them. And one of our uh, listeners mentioned that's not a thing in the West. So I'm asking all of you listeners, do you have Hanbrot in your Christmas markets here in Germany? Yeah, because we, because I posted the other day about like, hey, nothing's better than some Hanbrot and some Glühwein. Yeah. And um, one of our listeners said like, hey, we don't have that over here in West Germany. So, Crazy. so I'm wondering if that's just his city. Right. Or, or it's like a general his, his state or it's the literally West Germany just doesn't do Hanbrot. But which, why wouldn't you? It's just. It's so good. It's so easy and tasty. It's and so good. Amazing. Um, I love it. Yeah, we went to uh, 
over the weekend to the um, medieval uh, Christmas market in Berlin. Oh, yeah. What's it called? You know, the medieval one at the Ari Wegelander. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, where, as you might have guessed, everything is medieval times. It's kind of like an American Renaissance fair, but, you know, Christmas Pretty market cool. you, style. You can, you can throw axes. Yeah, it's got a lot of cool old school stuff, a cool old handcraft stuff. Anyways, um, we went and my girlfriend got a Hanbrot and it was like the biggest, juiciest Hanbrot I've seen in my life. So it was... Uh, and they use dark bread there. It's really good. It's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Not so sweet. Germany is currently experiencing its coldest December since 2010. So in the past 13 years, the coldest December. Yay. With temperatures dropping well below freezing all over the country. For example, today I woke up at 8 a.m. It was um, 18 degrees Fahrenheit, which is like negative eight, negative nine. Yeah. This morning, walking to the S-Bahn to go to work, it was minus seven, I think. Which is cold. It's really cold. That's like 20 degrees Fahrenheit. It's like, it's, it's freezing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super yeah. difficult. Um, and, and it's been, I don't know if this is true. People, some people say there's wet, cold, and dry cold and all that kind of stuff. But whatever kind of cold we have, it's the extra cold cold. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, like there, there's nothing pleasant about being outside right now. No, there definitely is a wet, this is not like a super wet cold. It's still a bit dry. But if it gets a little bit humid, it's going to be brutal. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I, for me, I consider this brutal. Because you get that thin California blood. Um. No, well, it's also 18 degrees. Like, yeah, I think I'll come on. That's pretty, like... Go swimming know. in this. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whatever. It's summer. So anyways, um, they're saying this is the coldest December in uh, over a decade. Even so, the German government is urging Germans to not use their heaters. Don't use your heating, guys, because uh, they want to save those gas reserves. Uh, so even though it's the coldest winter in a long time... It's perfect timing, huh? Please don't use your heaters, because uh, apparently, just in the past two days... They saw a spike where in one day, 1% of all of Germany's gas reserves was used. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Like, so they're like, whoa, daddy. Okay, guys. No, no, no. Let's pump the brakes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, of, of course, when it's 18 degrees outside, you're freezing. You yeah. know, like, I mean, so it's, it's hard. So um, as we've mentioned, the, um, the gas and electricity prices have been going up and up and up due to the situation in Ukraine and, you know, a little bit of the pandemic and, a lot, you know, mixture, mixture of a lot of things. So um, the German government really been telling people, <laughs> don't use your electricity don't use your gas please just sit quietly in the cold freezing sounds great uh sounds great now um they also want people from using electric heaters because people think like okay i won't use my radiator heating system i'm just gonna buy an electric heater and that'll solve the problem but no they warn that these uh electric heaters that you plug in actually use about 70 cents per hour which used for several hours every day for several months will actually add up to several hundred extra euros you're gonna pay so they're just saying like, okay, use your normal gas system, but just like keep it to a minimum, guys. Keep it to a minimum. Because um, we've got to like get through the whole winter on, you know, what we have saved up basically. <laughs> <laughs> and a, a recent survey has shown that over half of Germans have either been using their heaters significantly less or not at all for the entire months of September, October, and November. Yeah, makes sense. So huge chunks, and which is usually people, you start using your heater at least in October, like daily. But people for October and November have been, like big chunks of Germany have not been using the heater at all. And that's fair. I mean, it was pretty warm in September and October as well. Even November wasn't that cold until the yeah, end. It was, it was, yeah, well, but still, it was, it, was, it was a time where people would be normally using their heaters. Sure, know, like sure. That. But it wasn't like, like, I didn't turn mine on until way late. Because it, it was like, yeah, it's cold outside, but it's not cold enough to really need a heater. Where most years it gets a little colder earlier, but it was really warm for a while. Now it's the coldest, so, you know. Yeah, now it's freezing, yeah. Great. Um, that Consistency. Kind of that could have happened overnight. And also, this is going to be our last episode before we do a little Christmas break. Uh, I know we just got back from a break, <laughs> yeah, but true. 
uh, I'm going and I'm going home to the States for the, for the holidays. I'm not going to be here. And I mean, I'll be going to my girlfriend's home in Western Germany. Right. So well, it's, it's just Christmas. Also, it's Christmas. It's, it's like, Christmas. Like we're we need, breaking it up. Yeah. We need a break. And obviously you guys, you're not gonna have time to listen to us anyways. So you're going to be doing stuff with your family. So, exactly. um, but yeah, it's weird. We, you know, break, then slight back, slight back and then break again. But, but that's know. that. Hey, we, you know, but we're, we're our own bosses. We we'll, do what we want. We'll be, we'll be back in early January. Don't worry. Just a couple weeks. We'll be back. It'll be all good. We should be back. How you been? I, uh, you were a little sick over the weekend, huh? Yeah. Did you have to add that? I did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I got sick on Friday, which is a terrible day to get sick. So I was really, uh, I think I had the flu, like achy and just terrible Friday and Saturday, a bit better on Sunday. And I worked on Monday. So, you know, just the worst time to get sick. And I, had, I had plans on the weekend too, but I couldn't do any of that. So I just stayed at home and played video games all day. Mm. Which sounds great, but I felt awful. And yeah, watching was, uh, TV hurt hurt my eyes. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it sounds great, but you feel like shit. So yeah. how about you though? Not great. You're not sick. I uh, didn't do much, but like um, like Friday we went out um, to a bar, watched uh, the ooh Brazil, and God, who was it? Don't remember Brazil and don't know Portugal. No, no. But it was it, it, anyways. It was it was a game that Brazil was expected to win. They lost the very end at penalties. Um, forget, I hate shootouts. I think it's the it's the worst way to decide a game. I, I love shootouts. It, it has nothing to do with your ability as a team. It's like pure luck. So if you don't want to go to a shootout, score more goals. They tried. Yeah. Well, <laughs> try harder. <laughs> okay. That's why like people, you know, like I hate ties. I hate this. Like, well, if you, if you don't want to have a tie, just win. Okay. Yeah. You just to tell that to like the best soccer players in the world. Hey, man. <laughs> That's it. Hey guys, work harder. Right, work yeah. harder. If oh, you don't okay. want to go to PKs, work harder. Yeah. But anyway, so I went there and then over the weekend went to a Christmas market, as I mentioned, but like didn't go out. Like we tried to go out a, a few times, but it was just so cold that it really you la- pressing. No, yeah. Really. You lasted like an hour and a half, two hours. And then you're just, you're just, you weren't feeling, you weren't having fun anymore. You'd like, we're just yeah. like, oh, let's go home. You know what I mean? So we, we tried to go out and do, do some stuff, but, um, didn't, didn't work out. Cause it, it was just freezing. Great. <laughs> No, but we, we the still, winter's great here. No, we still had a good time. You know, you know, like stayed home. We're warm. Played some video games. So uh, nice. I mean, my girlfriend. So good times. Anyways, Jeff. Without further ado, let's get to this whiskey. Let's do it. Now I'm holding a bottle in my hands currently that is a shape like a teardrop. It's a really weird shaped bottle. Um, kind of awkward to hold. Uh, but it's Freelance Spirits Bourbon Whiskey from Portland, Oregon. Yeah, I got it when I was in uh, Portland, of course. I, like, anytime I visit the States, I... Actually, maybe you can start this tradition. I always try to bring back... Uh, actually, you can't. You're doing a carry-on. Never mind. Okay. But anyways, I always try to bring back one bottle of whiskey. Uh, and my uh, brother-in-law recommended this place. I think it was called Hollywood Liquors in Portland. So it was the best place in Portland with the biggest selection. And by God, that place. You will never find a place in... Um, in Germany, that is that big for a crazy selection of liquor. But anyway, but yeah, I got, I got a, a the, the the person there recommended this as a Portland a good Portland bourbon and a bottle of cool. So yeah, I'm interested. I mean, a Portland bourbon sounds something that's that's something new. And yeah, the it's a weird looking bottle. It's really weird, but it's also interesting. It's like kind of classy, but kind of dumb looking. I can't tell. Like I can't tell if I like it or think it's stupid. I don't know. Yeah, I I did like it until you, you started mentioning how dumb it looked, and then I was like, maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it is dumb. I don't oh, know. No, I don't want to yeah. uh, you know. 
break your break your spirit. You, of you the know what I found whiskey? is when you're when, like when you go to a whiskey shop and you're trying to just grab a bottle of whiskey, and of course these are it's just a million bottle of whiskeys, and you know not nothing about them, right? Right. Uh, other than the flower description that they all give, saying how great their whiskey is, it's all the same shit. So basically, it's like all you're doing is just literally judging a book by its cover because like yeah, you, you, all you, can you do. end up just going by the bottles. Yeah, which is like the worst way to pick a whiskey because. We've had great whiskeys at horrible bottles, so I don't know. It's just, but anyways, this is an interesting bottle. But the woman said it was it's good, so okay. And this is uh, it says written on the top batch 18, 3922. 18 of 3922. Yeah, so it's the 18th bottle or something, or oh, yeah, no, it's bottle. Oh, there we go, bottle <laughs> 3922 and batch 18. Oh, nice. And here's a little uh, blurb. That wasn't like a card connected to it. Ooh, Alex doesn't like the burbs, but I like the burbs. Not a big blurb guy, because it also says the same thing. <laughs> Freeland bourbon pays homage to the South and to grandma. Homage? F- you mean homage? Homage. Homage? Homage. Homage. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's try again. <laughs> Freeland bourbon pays homage to the South and to grandma Freeland, the namesake of Freeland spirits. Soft caramel, vanilla, and spice dance to the whiskey from charred American oak barrels. A final rest in Oregon's Elk Cove Pinot Noir barrels adds a flavor of the Pacific Northwest. Ooh. Learn more about our women-owned oh, and operated distillery at FreelanceBeers.com. That's cool. It's women-owned and operated. Aren't you happy you read the blurb? Now I'm kind of happy because that's something different for once. Now you know about Grandma Freeland. <laughs> Come on. Grandma Freeland and her homage. All right, I'll tell this fucker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got a pot for the first time in a while. Sorry, did I laugh through that? I, I, I'm sorry. You laughed through the pot. I'm very bad. I, I I don't know how to hold this to pour. I figure it's gonna slip under my hands. Yeah, it it, it is kind it's, of awkward. Uh, I think it, I need, you can't palm it like other bottles. I, I honestly am trying to figure out how I can. <laughs> okay, I think this works. Oh Jesus. Okay, there Lovely. you go. Thank you. Yeah, so terrible, terrible pouring feel. Which honestly, that's not like a good quality because you want to be confident when you're pouring whiskey, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's true. It's, no, it's not. It's not easy to pour. You don't get a glug or anything. Mm. It's very because because the tear shape it comes out very quick. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. And, and it is a wide neck too. I think. And, and it's also a wide yeah. neck. It's, it's well, it has a no neck. Okay. Ooh, smells nice. Cheers. Cheers. It's bourbony. Mm. Ooh, a little strong. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Ooh, okay. spicy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a Ooh. nice slow. There's a lot. Of, oh, Woo. there's a lot going on there. It's still burning. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Dig it. All right. Man, we are the kings, <laughs> of, kings of the long intro lately. Good Lord. I know. But without any further ado, <laughs> let's pay some homage to our Apple <laughs> previews. <laughs> what? If you'd like to give us a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> We really appreciate it. We read them all. We love them all. And it helps us and helps other people find the podcast. But of course, you don't have to. If you don't like the show, that's fine as well. You do, do, you do you. You do fam. you. And also check out our website. It's agdwpodcast.com. Many do say it's the best website in the whole world. But again, it's hearsay. It's all hearsay. I don't know. At the medieval Christmas market? You're, you're some rumblings? The guy at the handbrote uh, stall? He was, he was talking. Was he? Yeah. All right. And also check out our Instagram. It's at americans.in.germany.podcast. Instagram stuff on there. You know how it goes. Anyways, Lovely. let's get into the questions. Q&A, number six, part dos, or zwei, auf Deutsch, if you will. We, yeah, we should probably teach uh, German instead of Spanish, you know, because, you know. Si, senor. <laughs> let's get into the first question, and it is, 
How can I'm, I'm, I'm going to read this? You almost have too much energy. Let's, I'm going to read this aggressively. Let's bring it down a little bit. Because I'm assuming I'm assuming this person's <laughs> oh, angry. Oh, you're trying to like? Uh, I'm, like trying, I'm trying to. Um, this like, is method actor. Yeah, method actor. Okay, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. How can DHL just leave your package to someone else? What would happen if you file a claim with Amazon saying your package was never delivered when in fact your neighbor has it, either hasn't told you yet or is keeping it for himself? Would you get your money back? I just can't wrap my head around it. Hey, Hans, do me a solid and run this up to the 14th floor. I'm double parked. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> So, so that's the Amazon driver talking to a guy named Hans in the building. Right. He's like, hey, can you just, 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 just run this up for us? I'm double farts. I'm double farts. Thanks, okay. Hans. Okay, so there's, so I mean, let, let's, let's, um, uh, whittle this down a little bit. Ba- basically, okay. what he's saying is like, so, so it, yeah, in Germany, what happens a lot is the Amazon or DHL or whoever, Hermes, whatever Ugh. guy, um, DPD. DPD, yeah, the worst, even worse, yeah, <laughs> worse than Hermes. Like, it, it, if you order with DPD, there's like a 90% chance you're not gonna get your package, just, or they're just gonna drive by your house, you have to call them. And just what's happening to me, throw it, out the ones, like, <laughs> throw it in the swamp, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna package. <laughs> like that. So, anyways, so, so he's saying, like, what happens a lot, of course, if you're not home or the delivery driver just doesn't feel like walking up to your floor when he's delivering a package to somebody else he'd be like oh can you take a package for your knockbon your neighbor and of course you feel like a dick if you say no so you usually say yes and, and so, you, you don't want the risk of like that delivery driver hating you right because you don't want to get you, you want your, you still want to receive your packages right so basically what he's saying is like how can the delivery driver just be handing out your packages willy-nilly to your neighbors doesn't it cause a lot of problems and the answer is yes and yes <laughs> it, 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 just, it does it, it, it makes a lot of you know, you're running around in your building looking for your package because sometimes you get a message saying um, the package was delivered to your neighbor, but sometimes they forget to say which neighbor. Or they write it down in like in like a doctor's signature where you can't read anything. Yeah, or like I had one building where we had like, we had literally had three um, Schmitz and then, it's just, <laughs> and then it says like, delivered to Schmidt. God. And it's like, cool. And I literally had to go to three and of course it was the third one I went to that finally had it, you know, so. Right, what you have to do sometimes is like go outside of your building and look at the, all the names it's like, okay, uh, that person. That's exactly what I do. They're yeah. on the fourth floor on the right side, so you know where they are. Some people don't have names on their doors. And like, I remember my old flat, I ordered something. It was something really small, like it cost like three euro. It wasn't anything expensive. But I tried like six times, and my neighbor was never home. Because of course, when I'm home, they're not. And when I'm not home, they are. schedules, yeah. So I, I just never got my package. And then I moved out. Oh, yeah. So it's just gone. You just wrote it off and you just bought it again, right? I, just, I said, screw it. Like, it's not worth, like, my stress of, like, coming home every day and knocking on the door and I'm not answering. So, yeah, it does cause problems. It's not, I mean, I would say 80% of the time, 90% of the time, it's fine. It just takes a little longer to get your package. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not a huge deal, but, yeah, it, it can it can get a little iffy sometimes. It can cause issues. Now, I did have once where a neighbor did try to keep my package. So, I, I ordered a new um, LCD uh, computer monitor, you know, like, a nice. But, you know, it was, it was 150 bucks, you know, for... Um, my film editing setup, you know, and but it's one of those stupid situations where the box the monitor comes in says exactly what it is. Oh, good. So it wasn't like a box within another box. You know what I mean? It just it just it just advertised everybody that like, oh, it's a nice computer monitor in here, right? Great. And it got delivered to a neighbor, and it was this one weird neighbor who would you know never left his house. If you knocked, he would never open. You know, it was like the speak through the the door neighbors, which I hate. Oh yeah, okay. And uh, his place always just reeked of pot, like which is I got nothing against that, but it was just like it would be like eight a.m. noon. It didn't matter. Like he was stoned out of his mind, right? So I knocked on his door. I'm like, give him a package, and he's just like, no, I don't. And I was like, yeah, well, Amazon says, so you're, you're, yeah, you have my package. No, nope, no package here. 
And he's like, what is it? I'm like, well, it's a huge like box. Like he would see it. And he's like, and it's, you know, the apartment's not that big. And he's like, no, don't see it. Don't no, no package. And then kind of like this person who's asked the question said, I'm like, well, what's my recourse here? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I came back. So, so, I, so I went, so I went upstairs, like, like, you know, talk to Amazon, whatever. I'm like, just double checking. Did, did it actually go there? And like, yeah, that's where it. So I went back down to the place a few hours later and I was like, uh, I've confirmed it. You have my package. Nope. No package here. And then oh I God. kind of, I kind of lied to the guy. I was just like, all right, well, I've contacted uh, DHL and the driver's going to come talk to you tomorrow about this. I just, I don't know why it just came out of me. Like, I nice. was just like, you know, like it because I, because I was as this guy who asked this, asked this question, I was fearing my lack of recourse. You yeah, know yeah I mean? absolutely. So I kind of like called an audible, like bluffed and he was like, Oh yeah, whatever. And then, um, I went upstairs and, um, like an hour later, I went to leave my house to go to the store and right in front of my door was the box was suddenly sitting there. Mm. So the guy like ran it upstairs. And so, yeah, so basically exactly like, can people steal your package? I mean, yes. Um, but most of the time they do write the name. And so like, I I'm sure there is some sort of recourse, if, but, I, but it's probably a long process. Contact DHL, tell them that like, Hey, the person, you know, like it's probably like a, this long two week, three week long oh, it's gotta thing. Be. It's gotta be. And make, especially here in Germany, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, I would hope you get a refund or, you know, they'd, they'd send another one, but I don't know. Like, what do you get to turn into a criminal case? I don't know. Like I no idea. Luckily I've never had that situation except for when I couldn't get mine. But, uh, but yeah. I, 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 I would assume there's like a whole process. Cause I'm, I'm assuming it does happen here or there, but let's just, let's just say this. I've lived here 11 years. Nobody's ever stolen my package. I had that one time where it almost yeah. happened in 11 years. I've gotten, pretty much every package there was once where I ordered and it never arrived. And two months later, this woman knocked on my door like, Oh, I found this in my closet. Oh no, <laughs> it must've arrived for you. Like, and I just never, I forgot to give it to you or something. And by then I'd or same as you had already ordered another right. one because I needed, I needed the thing, you know? So, um, but yeah, I, I, but I would say to avoid all of this, sign up with a DHL pack station. Now these are all over Berlin, all over most cities. And these are like little, cubby like post office box in public and you can just have your package sent there and you get a little text message saying hey your package has arrived you go you flash the qr code and it, the, the little door pops open and you get your package you can pick up your package day and night whenever you want it gets sits there for i think a week you have all the time in the world to pick it up you don't have to worry where it is you know where it is well, and like, it's a free membership guys free membership dhl pack station just sign up what i do sometimes is uh on amazon at least and some of the websites sometimes too uh you can choose to get it delivered to a like um a convenience store or something near you. Mm. So I do that a lot sometimes. Like I've been doing that recently. If, if you trust them, but like I, I don't have any nearby that I would trust. That's the problem. Well, because a lot of them are pack stations. Like they take mm. in packages. That's like, yeah. that's their side hustle as well. Oh, 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 you mean one of those. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So like I have a few around me, so I'll get them shipped there. And then I'm, you know, come back at 10, 11 at night. I don't have to worry about going to a neighbor's house like before eight o'clock, whatever. So I just go to the Spady, get my thing, get out of there. So that's actually really nice too. Yeah. And some of them also like, um, a spade near me actually has like an Amazon locker hub inside their spade too. So like there are other options out there if you don't want to go to a neighbor. I think like as an American, it's a very mind blowing thing, like living with a neighbor. I think it's also like a bit of the, the more collective culture here where people kind of trust your neighbor a bit more. But it's not, I wouldn't say that they do trust their neighbors though. I think it's just, that's just the way they do it. But the fact it. that it happened, yeah, but the yeah, fact that I, I don't do think, it. I don't think it's a trust thing. I think DHL just needs somewhere to polish it off so they can continue with their debt. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's because we're all like Mr. Rogers. Hey, no, I don't think it's like that, but, but there, there's you know, definitely more yeah. of a collective of society generally. So I think mm. maybe that might have something to do with it. I don't know. Maybe, but I would say, I don't know. 
I would say in general, it's not like all the neighbors are like hanging out. Like I, I, I think it's just as disconnected as like in a, in a big American city, the neighbors. I think it's just more this like the system that there exists. I don't think it's because we're all like friends and you know. No, it's, it's not what I mean about the friends. I think it's like society. Like it's even an option to do that. I feel like in the states, they never ever option like give my package to a neighbor. No, not well, in the U.S. They just leave the package at your door, which I like because then it's like cool. There, done. Yeah, you know, like exactly. But then somebody could still also steal it there. So I don't know. I know. Catch twenty two, man. Catch twenty two. Be home. But there are options like DHL pack station or. Um, you know, your Spatis, which are um, certified DHL right. drop-off locations. Those so. pack stations around. Like, there, there's other options you can do. Yeah, I would say like 90% of my packages, I get sent to my pack station. So I don't have to deal with this. Because especially when I was a freelancer, I was always getting home from work at like 10, 11. Right. And I would never be able to go to a neighbor. So Yeah, fair. Yeah. Anyways, next question. Oh, is, this is, this, this this is, is definitely for you. Just for me. <laughs> no, but Alex, come on. You can answer this too. I cannot. So yeah, this is just for me. What is the film industry in Berlin like and how are freelance rates? Nice. Now, I'm not going to go so into depth into this because there's the amount of people that are going to get anything out of this answer is it's pretty niche. Pretty niche. I'll just say in gen general, the film industry in Berlin is really, if, if your intention is to come to Germany and work in the film industry, Berlin is probably the best place to go. Um, it is uh, huge. There's, there's a million TV productions, movie productions. Um, a lot of international, a lot of American movies film in uh, Berlin and in uh, Studio Babelsberg, just outside Berlin, because it's cheaper than filming in the U.S. So there actually are quite, I mean, things slow down a lot because of the pandemic and they're still slowly getting back. But um, in general, it's Berlin is the place to be if you work in film. Absolutely. And rates are decent. They're good. Like, of course, you'll make, you would make more money working in Hollywood in the, in the Los Angeles film industry in California. So the rates are decent considering that the cost of living is low, but also, I mean, in a, I think in a lot of industries, the pay is too low, like as if like, hey, like Berlin's basically free to live, you know, when it's not. Right. Yeah, no. You know, um, so and, and I think that says something about the fact that American productions, it's cheaper for them to fly to Berlin and film here than just, just film at home. That's crazy. Because the rates to the crew and stuff are significantly less but considering cost so let's just say it's all relative it, yeah they're, they're they're good let's say they're good enough <laughs> let's right. just say that like there's like there's always like there's like good and then there's like berlin good which is normal bad but good, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. it's all relative uh yeah i have nothing to say about that yeah let's just say the rates are, the rates are fine and there is work if you want to work that's good yeah that's what you want <laughs> next one how did you settle on the theme intro song for the podcast it just works it just works. It does just work. Uh, actually, it was fun. Uh, so when we were kind of putting everything together, I was like, yo, we need, we need a theme song, but uh, I'm not going to write an original composition. <laughs> and I don't think you are either. No. So we looked up some royalty-free songs, and I, I told Jeff, I was like, I want, I want like a, kind of like a chill hip-hop type beat. And we kind of went around, like played a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch. So we, like one, we both looked at each other, we're like, yes. That's the one. Yeah, we, we, I think we just had a sitting, we just sat down, had a sesh where we just played through each random one. No, no, no. And then we just heard that and we were just both like, yeah, that's, that's the one. You, and you can't explain why. It just is. And now it just becomes synonymous with the podcast. Like, yeah. it's it just like when that thing gets going, you're like, all right, here we go. So whoever yeah. made that royalty free track, thank you. And for a tip to everybody, we actually got it off of um, YouTube. There actually is a section of YouTube that is not videos. That's just royalty-free tra music tracks, yeah. audio, like yeah. all different genres. and A lot of stuff on there. So yeah. it's fun to do there. To be honest, like, I, I wish I could say we were way more creative with it, but we're not. 
Well, also, like, when you just start a podcast, well, we had zero listeners. We don't even know if it's worth the war effort, you know? So you're True. not, not going to put, like, a bunch of work into it. And, but once you, you know. pick a song, you got to stick with it. Like, that's now your theme song. So, we had, you know, we had to be like, all right, this has to be a good one. And, and I, I love it still. It gets stuck in my head sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Anyways, it's well because you need something that gets you in the mood for what you're gonna listen to. Just like if you listen to a true crime one, you want a nice like intense, intense, dramatic kind of thing that really gets you in the mood. You know, like um, I've always said that a great TV show, usually the best TV shows, have intros that you don't want to skip because the music puts you into the mood that you want to be in you know what i mean like yeah like breaking bad that theme song it gets you like it puts it takes you out of okay like you just got home from work now okay oh yeah i'm back in the world okay you know what i mean like so it's a good point so i feel like ours like hey get ready to have fun you know kind of a thing so get ready to grab some whiskey have a seat oh yeah relax with the sexy jeff and alex hour <laughs> This is the next. This is what once the show ends. That's the, the our next, that's show. next one. That's the sexy the, Jeff and the Alex. Sexy hour. Jeff and Alex hour. It's gonna be great. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Next. Okay. How do this? That's uh, kind of uh, unpacking a lot here. How, <laughs> how how does an American get a job in Germany? Why would they hire me and not a German candidate? How can I stand out? Now these are all great questions to ask yourself. Yes, they are. Uh, okay, so I think we mentioned this before, but probably a long time ago. If you're trying to get like a 40 hour contract job, a lot of the times it has to be a job that a German can't do. So it has to be a job that needs a, you know, a native English speaker, if you're American, mm. for example. So a lot of those jobs are teaching uh, or IT. Those are like the top two or, or like journalism. Teaching English. The, the, the problem is like there's, yeah, there's certain jobs that you'll probably ne- as an English speaker never get in Germany. Right. Unless you are like the top, top of your field and they haven't a reason, you know what I mean? Um, exactly. Like, for example, for me being a teacher, uh, they can't hire a German to be a native English teacher because they're not native and I am. So there's a whole there's a market for that. Uh, IT as well, just because IT is international and you're IT, you can get a job anywhere you want. And, and Germany like needs engineers. So like engineers, they look past the language requirements. And, and usually if well. engineers, they'll give you a, uh, a special blue card visa because like they want you so bad. Exactly. And um, then also like journalism as well. If you're a journalist, you can get a visa pretty easily. Uh, I don't know about easily, but you can get it. You can get a visa a lot easier than other things. And I think a lot of people think like you can just get up and, and go and get a visa. You, you, you can't. You kind of have to have either one of those jobs, like a, like a, a degree, in one of those jobs or experience, or you're going to go with the freelance route like you are and um do freelance work or student job or student or artist type stuff or artist stuff yeah. so there are a lot of options out there to set yourself apart i mean to stand out i think it's the same in any other job just i don't know i don't, I don't just you know be good <laughs> well like the, the standout thing is again i'm assuming he's um how does it oh yeah he's american okay like your standout is going to be your native english speaker so like you have to go to a company that that whatever for whatever reason needs native english speakers you know people right. who for whatever reason, customer service, a lot of jobs there, right? Like, and again, it's it's, it's not you know because like there are, there are some um, tech companies and startups in Berlin, for example, where they use English as their uh, company language, just because yeah, every, most do, cause, just because they have they have employees from Spain here and they have that. So so in those kinds of places, you'll thrive. I'd say it, it, the first job you get in Germany is the hardest because right. I think once you break into the job market the job market yeah because once you've 
done that first job and now on your CV you have a German company, you'll be much more likely to get to get hired again by other German right. companies. Yeah, but yeah, in the beginning, um, it is like like one, I think um, one Q and A. I don't know many moons ago, mm. um, we had a nurse who said, "I'm American nurse. Um, how easy it will be for me to get a job in Germany?" And we said, "Well, you, it's like 100 percent you won't get a job if if you don't know German." Like that—that's a job where specifically you will right, never, exactly. you'll never get a job as a nurse in Germany if you only know English. It's just—it's—it's uh, just I don't see how that could be possible. I, I think if you want to stand out, actually having a B two or C one level German will help you stand out. Yeah, I'm guessing, judging by how he's wording it, he doesn't have the German. Because if you had the German, then it, he'd be fine. Like if you're if you're fluent in German, of course, then you will have very little problems finding jobs. In, in a, well, not really, because I mean you're still a foreigner. True, you're so, still a foreigner. Yeah. And why would they hire someone who's good at German versus an actual German where they don't have to sponsor a visa for? Exactly. So, um, so I, I think if you can stand out, learn some German, and going in say, hey, I have a B one level, a B two level, that's going to go further because obviously you're going to need it no matter what, and it'll be helpful in the workforce if you can speak to your colleagues and their native language if they want to. So I, I I think that's a good way to stand out, I guess. True, but I think it's asking a lot for him to be at B2 level before he even gets to Germany. You know yeah, what I mean? Well. So, so I, I would say a good standout is just knowing any level of German because a lot of people, they're moving to Germany, especially Americans move to Germany, with no German language skills. So I'd say if you showed up to Germany, even having like an A2 or, you know, like yeah. just being able to speak basic phrases, they'll see that in your CV and they'll be like, oh, okay, like... He has a foundation. He's trying at least, and he could build on that. You know, what but I mean? if you like, want to stand out from the A two people, no B two. <laughs> right, right. right. I, 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 I no, think, you're, you're totally right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would say in the beginning, you just have to focus on companies that, for whatever reason, they need negative English speakers. I mean, that's that's unfortunately that's what you have to do. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what we had to do. So yeah, yeah. And then just as quick as you can over the next those first few years, get some German in there. And then after like five ish years on a work visa. They'll allow you to work wherever you want at that point. Like you can work at a bar. Oh, true. We didn't mention that. Like when you first get your first visa, you can only work in that specific field. Right. You cannot um, make money anywhere else. Uh, you can only work at that job for those hours for that pay. Uh, now, yeah, after I think five or six years, I can't remember what it was, but like one of the visas that I got, they're like, hey, now you can, you know, you can work wherever. Work we, wherever. We, we don't care anymore. Yeah, you don't have to like reapply or you don't have to like get that company to sponsor you again or anything. You're, you're good to go. Yeah. It's like building a, 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 a relationship with Germany so they can trust you. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Building, we, building we can, trust. You can pay taxes. You've been working there for a few years now. Now you can, you know, you can go work at a bar, construction or whatever you want to do. Yeah. But I will be honest. Those first few years, it is tough when, because I remember I first, my visa was just for film editing, even though I can... I can also be a cinematographer, a film director, whatever. Uh, yeah. And other jobs in my field, I couldn't do anything but film editing specifically. And you would see jobs left and right that aren't film editing. And you're like, I need money, but I can't take those. You know, like it's rough, you know. And as, yeah, as you tough. like, you're like, okay, you can work as a, as a teacher. But if somebody's like, hey, can you, can you be a bar back? You're like, no, even though like you need the money or whatever. I totally you know? could. Yeah. There, there it is. There it is. There it is. Uh, next one. What's your favorite flavor of Rittersport slash favorite German slash Berlin-based bands? Okay, let's split these up. Let's focus on one at a time. Let's focus on Rittersport, which is this amazing chocolate you, that you crack open. It's really fun. So R Ritter is a brand of chocolate. Right. Yeah. And Rittersport are just the best. And they have like a million different flavors. Uh, the person who wrote this is British. I can tell by the spelling of flavor. There's a U in there. Mm. My favorite Rittersport is either just the nut Rittersport or they have one that has like, um, it's a yellow one and it has like tortilla chips in it and it's really good. 
Really? Tortilla yeah. chips? You get like the milk chocolate sweet plus the saltiness and the chips and that crunch. Interesting. It's really good. It's kind of like, um, what are those bars? Like called crunch bars? Crunch bars. With the, with, crunch. The, with the rice in them. Yeah. Nestle's Crunch. Yeah, Nestle's yeah. Crunch. It's like that, but better. Nice. Yeah, good Ooh, stuff. Nestle Crunch is good. Oh, I've had this a long time. Can't yeah. anywhere. That's Nestle. That's I can't answer this question. I've never had a British sport, so. What? Yeah. Never had a British sport? No. I'm going to buy you one. Okay. It's really good. I mean, I, I see them all the time at um, the they're, cashier. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. I just never, never just was like, like oh, I want to buy that. Nah. I always see stuff that looks Probably like by chance, like at someone's house, like at a party or something like that, it's on the table. Maybe don't remember, but just no, I don't. I never actively re- remember. Or I never remember actively eating oh. a British sport, so I can't answer that. Crazy. And then favorite German slash blend based bands. Well, of course, the Roxies. Roxies. Out the Roxies. Yes, uh, our 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 mate Matt Mate was uh, on the show, um, and it's it's just a great band. They're they, really they good. are a Berlin-based band. They're really cool. Oh, yeah, the Roxies. I mean, of course, I, I I'm a big not a big, but I'm pretty good, pretty big Ramstein fan. Love Ramstein. You mean Ramstein? That's what I said. Ramstein. Said Ramstein, like so American. Ramstein. I'm gonna say Ramstein. <laughs> Ramstein. No Ramstein. I like Ramstein, and I just got tickets to go see them this summer. Did you? Nice. Yes. Uh, which like impossible to find here in Germany, but we we got them somehow. We got tickets. And also, I like uh, Die Ärzte. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm on the other flip of that because usually it's like you're Die Ärzte or you're Totenhosen. And I, mm. I am uh, Die Totenhosen or Der Totenhosen? Der. Der, der Totenhosen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big fan of Der Totenhosen, which I. Uh, D. Yeah. That's, that's, that doesn't sound right. D. Die Totenhosen. Die Totenhosen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> which um, I, I had. Oh, I'm a real big fan, Jeff. <laughs> well, no, like it's one of those things like. Once you start questioning it, then you throw you know it throws you <laughs> off. Um, we were just talking earlier about what what word was it? Comforting. We're like, is it comforting? Is it comforting? Com- comfortable. Comfort- comfortable. Comfortable. Com- comfortable. 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 If you overthink it, it just turns it into mush. Comfortable. Anyway, so like I, I knew that band already before, but once I started dating my girlfriend uh, for the past five years, who was a huge Tonehosen fan, yeah. um, and so I started listening to them more, and I, I really like them. And then also, um, I'll be honest, I'm a Peter Fox guy. I, I, oh, yeah, Peter I, I Fox. Like Peter, Peter Fox is awesome. Yeah, Peter yeah. Fox is great. Yeah. So there's a lot of good, yeah, a lot of good Deutsch hip hop out there. Uh, yeah, we, we yeah. But not good enough to remember the names of the bands, though. Yeah. I like Wave, Waving the Guns. They're a good one. Uh, Anti fascist uh, hip hop group that I've seen a few times here at uh, SO Section uh, They're pretty good, too. Pretty hardcore. I know they always wear masks on stage because they don't want uh, Nazis to hurt them, which makes sense. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, <laughs> that's a problem that, uh, most people don't have. Yeah. Well, I guess when you're like, they're like super, uh, anti-fascist and uh, Wait, sorry, can you be super, are you saying he's more anti-fascist than me? I mean, can, can you be more, is there, is there uh, multiple levels of anti-fascism? I think there is. Yeah. Really? They're, they're golden level. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're, you're still stuck on the, the bronze tier, Jeff. Okay. I gotta, I gotta fucking build. Yeah. Build up, man. Gotta, gotta build up that. Get those points. That's it. Uh, next. In addition to the bar, okay, oh, this is—he he must be the person who wrote the question from last, uh, right? Was the last bark- season, last episode, se- se- season one. In addition to the barking dogs and crying babies question from earlier, is Ruatog. Now, Ruatog is the quiet day, which is Sunday. You're not allowed to uh, drill, you know, uh, mow your lawn, wash clothes. Like it's the quiet day of rest. Um, is Ruatog nationwide or just in cities or only for dwellings with a common wall? Hmm. That's very specific. Good question. Um, if someone lives in a low density area in a detached house, like a, you know, standalone house, is he still barred from making noise? Now I would say yes. Yeah. It's, it's nationwide. It's, nationwide. it's everywhere. It's got to shut the fuck up on Sundays. 
Yeah, yeah. I would say like even if in your neighborhood where it's like standalone houses and you've got like 50 meters between houses, you, you, stay, you still can't mow your lawn. You still can't. Now, like if you do it, is a SWAT team going to run out and like stop you? No. Like, but no, but your neighbor is going to get pissed. Yeah. yeah well, there, there's a, there's the, it depends on how cool your neighbors are. But yeah, there's, there's a chance your neighbors will either come yell at you or they'll call the police. And But the police, they're all they're going to do is just be like, please quiet down. Vanessa. I've never heard of anybody getting arrested or fined for. No. I don't think they arrest people for that <laughs> loud noise, but yeah, for, for sure it is nationwide. It's not just a Berlin thing. Yeah. It's everywhere. Uh, yeah. Next one. Have you become <laughs> weird? Have you become a close friend with a true German? I like the word true German, now, like, no, not a German, but a, a true German. Now first let's dissect. What is a true German? I don't know. What, what makes you a fake German? Austrian. Well, then, <laughs> then you just would, this, yeah, this is a different, different category. I don't know. Swiss, maybe? So have you become a... Least, if you're from Liechtenstein, you're like a fake German. <laughs> okay. So is that what you're saying? Have you become with a non-Liechtenstein German? So have you become close friends with a true German? I don't yeah, I mean, know what he means. But yeah, like Misha, we mention him all the time on the show. Like yeah. he, he is a... He was born here. He's a true German. I don't know what they're talking about, but yeah, he's German. Yeah, like, one of my closest friends in the world. Uh, your girlfriend, Marlies, also my closest friends in the world. Yeah, true you, German. Your girlfriend, Bobby, also German. True, she's yeah. German. So I, I, mention her I, first. I, would, I, would, I would say that we are friends with our uh, partners. <laughs> yeah, also. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got a lot of German friends. Um, yeah, of course. Germans are awesome. I love Germans. I think what he's, in, what's he's, I think what's coming through there is we have mentioned that, you know, it is hard to become friends with Germans, you know, like, um, there's that thick crust you got to get through. Take, yeah. It takes a while. Takes a while. Um, so I think that's, so maybe he lives in Germany and he's had trouble meeting Germans. That's why Good he's thing. like, have you become close friends with her? Like, have you actually done it? Um, the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's possible. It is. <laughs> it is possible. <laughs> but, but I would say that like half my friends are non-Germans. They're not Americans, but you know, like. Like we have our Turkish friends, uh, yeah. Spanish friends. You're like, you know. you're like my only really close American friend. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. I have a few American friends. Okay. Uh, Anyways, next, not a question, but I would love an episode where Jeff talks in depth about the freelancer visa. Ooh. Would love to help you, but the problem is there'd be so few people that get anything out of that episode. It would probably be a boring question for most, or a boring episode for most mm. people. Plus. I got my freelance visa 10 years ago. I cannot speak to its current state at all. That's true. And also, what am I going to talk about, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Alex would be just sitting there quiet, bored out of his mind. So, But I would I'm, say if you have more questions, you can send us a DM. If you have questions, yeah, I'd love to talk about it in a shuffle, maybe a little little section there. Or oh, yeah, like, okay. Yeah, yeah or sure. Whatever. But like, yeah, we could just never do a full v- uh, episode about just freelancer visas. It would just yeah. bore everybody to tears. That's um, fair. And, and I also, it's it's been such a long time. So I could not, you'd much better information online you could find on that. That's fair. Uh, next one. What is one thing you never imagined yourself doing before moving to Germany, but now do on a regular basis or without it even being a big deal? Hmm. So I think we're kind of saying like a, like a German thing, you know what I mean? Like, like something that you would have done, but now you've moved to Germany, you've, it's, you've, you've become a little bit German. Maybe that's kind of what they're saying, you know? Hmm. I can't really think of anything but i i would say like an, an an act i did that was very german that i would have probably not have done in the states is putting up notes in the apart in the apartment building or whatever you know like <laughs> that's a very german thing that i think got you know instilled in me from living here for so many years you know like we had a 
we had a not so nice neighbor who um, had a huge package. I think it had like a piano in it. So imagine like, oh yeah, you mentioned that in a few episodes two ago. Yeah. By me, like, and they just left it in the hallway as if it was somebody else was going to clean it up for them. And everyone was like, nope, it's staying there. Like until you clean it up yourself. Yeah. Eventually like a week passed. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the first guy that puts a big note saying, move your freaking box. You know? Nice. And it was, and I did it. And immediately my, my girlfriend was like, Oh, you've become so German now. Like, you know, and yeah, and I think that's something that I, I would not have done um, before. And again, at the time, I didn't know who was doing it. So it wasn't like I was trying to be passive. I, I couldn't literally couldn't go knock on the person's door because I haven't I hadn't researched it yet at that point who had done it. So, yeah. That's um, but anyway, so I guess that's something I couldn't have imagined doing before that then I did. But also, like, I moved to Germany in my early 20s. I, I've grown up a lot since then, so, like, I'm just so different, you know? That, that, yeah, that, that's, that's the hard thing to answer because same thing. You know, I moved here when I was 22, and I'm going to be 32 yeah. by the time this episode is released, actually. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, so it's been, you know, 10 years of growth. So obviously my, my mindset, my views, a lot has changed in 10 years generally, let alone moving to a new country and that also influencing me as well. So I think just, like, my mindset... I never imagined my mindset had changed so much in terms of like how like I just like hate cars now <laughs> and like get mad when people bike on the sidewalk when I'm supposed to be walking like I'm very rule oriented now mm. but like I think mostly it's like it's it's my aversion to cars because I, I always like I loved cars growing up I love my Jeep like I loved modifying it sure. like I was just into it you know my brother-in-law's um, uh, a car technician you know so like in the, the cars things that I was always into a bit and not like hardcore just like car, i thought cars are cool no it's the same when i was growing up you're 16 year old like it's all cars about cool. what car you have like and buying cool upgrades for your cars and yeah, stuff you and know? now like, i just couldn't care less i just don't care about cars i don't want i don't like cars like i i, I like to live in a world where you don't even need cars <laughs> you know i'm just like so averse to cars now possible man. uh it was clear of course not possible yeah. this is my this is my world in my head jeff okay, yeah. let me have my my head world uh, so I think I think it's kind of like the, the more of like my mindset I never really thought would change like that much that hardcore true I guess I I actually would go along those same lines the thing is I'm because I've been here for yeah 11 years I've been I'm so used to it it doesn't feel like something different but right. if I if I yeah if I went back and told my I don't know 23 year olds before whoever before I moved to Germany um, self that hey by the way uh, for the next 10 years you're not going to drive a car once and you're going to be cycling everywhere and you're, and you're going to love it yeah yeah I, i'd be like huh you know so like but but now it doesn't seem weird to me but now that i'm looking at this question that kind of maybe falls in there sure like i guess i could i couldn't have imagined yeah that i also went so anti-car and just was cycling everywhere because it's not something that's really possible in a lot of american cities to cycle to work and cycle exactly there. so um i guess that's one maybe, uh, maybe can, one more it was uh i never imagined myself eating raw pig meat so yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I, that, love, and I, lo I love Met so much. Met. It's so good. M-E-T, right? Yeah, yeah. M-E-T. Um, yeah, and you feel like you sh it's like raw. Yeah, you're like, I should be getting sick from this. I don't yeah, the know first why I'm not. I didn't understand how it works. So the first time I saw it, I was like, you guys, I was like, so I go up, I was like you guys can't eat this. It's like, yeah, of course. Like, this is raw meat. You can't eat this. Is, you're going to get sick. And they're like, dude, like, we've been eating this for 50 years. It's fine. <laughs> and no, I I'm American. <laughs> I know better. You cannot eat this. <laughs> I, I probably had that same conversation with, uh, yeah, like with like uh, one brunch, like a year into our relationship, my girlfriend pulls out the Met. And then, yeah, I probably, there's probably like two minutes of me going like, well, wait, no, but, 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 and I'm like Googling, but you know, but it's raw, I, then I can't eat it. Or it's I don't, raw what, pig. What, yeah, yeah. Um, but that, then you're thinking like, okay, but they sell these nationwide and everyone's not dying. So 
obviously they've done it. I think they've, it's keeping them alive, actually. <laughs> they've done it. Um, and I guess something language related. I mean, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't imagine 11, 12 years ago before I moved to Germany that that I could be in a situation where a German could talk to me and I could understand and respond and he would understand me. You know what I mean? Like uh, that's actually, that's what um, I even think about. Yeah, like being bilingual is pretty, pretty awesome. It feels really good to be bilingual. It's just like, wow, I can, I can do that. It's cool. Yeah. It's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. So I would say, yeah, if you told young me that, yeah, you could hold your own in a conversation then I'd be like, hmm. Yeah. So cool. Um, cool. Next. What do you think about an episode where you talk about your jobs? Jeff, I'm interested in what it's like to edit and mix sound for a movie. I'm also interested about that. <laughs> I could geek out on that for a while. Oh, and Alex, I'm curious how things compare in Germany and America. I guess he's talking about kindergartens. Yes. Kitas. My impression is that kids are, ooh, actually, this isn't really a question, but it kind of is a question. Maybe you can answer it. Sure. My impression is that kids are being taught much more at a younger age. I guess he means in Germany. Um, for example, we were only read to in kindergarten and weren't taught the alphabet until first grade. We also only had half day kindergarten too. Um, and it, it, it gets complicated because in G Germany versus the US, preschool and kindergarten are switched. Right. The, or the things that are called, like like in the US, it's preschool, then kindergarten. Here it's kindergarten, then preschool. It's just the like, names, yeah. but like yeah. you go to first grade in the same age. Now, I don't know where they're from because they're saying they were taught the alphabet until first, they weren't taught the alphabet until first grade, which is what it's like in Germany. In the States, I had to teach kids the alphabet in kindergarten when they were five, four years old. Uh-huh. Uh, which I didn't like. I remember I was learning letters when I was in kindergarten when I was a kid. Ah, so maybe he's wrong because he, he says his impression is that kids are being taught much more at a younger age Germany, but you're no, saying that's not the case. It's, it's actually the opposite. Kids, so in kindergarten, we, we're, we're trying to teach the soft skills, um, like independence and, um, and empathy. Dealing and with emotions and stuff. Problem solving, emotions. Um, and... In the States, I was more teaching academics, which I didn't enjoy. Mm. Uh, that's why I like doing early childhood because it's more about the psychological aspect of it than the actual academic aspect. Because that of helps it. build a better person. Exactly. Than, than knowing how to do two, by, two times two or whatever. Exactly. And then they, they learn how to read in letters in first grade. Now, if I, if I have kids in my preschool group, which is the grade right before first grade, who are interested in letters and numbers or whatever, then of course we're going to go with that path with them. But it's not 100% in the curriculum nationwide it's much more the soft things that you that you teach from one years old until six years old and they start school at seven so it's not academic at all in fact uh and this is a problem with the state's education system is that the states were falling behind in national ranks so they started teaching things earlier and earlier and earlier thinking to have a better result at the end they just want a good test course it's not about like is the person emotionally stable or, exactly you know, and then all the studies said like you can teach someone to read when they're five years old or four years old or when they're like six, seven years old and their brain's developmentally ready to do it. And by the time they're in fifth, sixth grade, there's no difference. Mm. So what that means, you're spending a lot of time in the younger years wasting teaching them how to read, where you could be spending that time developing uh, the parts of their brain they need to be empathetic and to be good people. Mm. So uh, it is very interesting. Um, I guess it could be called a debate. Uh, I, I, I choose the German side. Actually, I choose the Finnish side. That's, that's a really great education system there but uh it, it is different and um i mean i, I could talk for a long, a long well, time well that's what he's asking <laughs> but we're, go back to the top i can't yeah he said, uh, he said um what do you think about an episode where we just talk about yeah, we, and we we, we've, do that. we've discussed this we've, we've discussed just having an episode where we just talk about 
us, like our our hobbies, our jobs, because we've have had a few t- a few listeners who have asked for this, and um, maybe someday we'll do it. Yeah, if, if anyone else is interested, let us know because I wasn't sure if people would be interested in just hearing about our jobs. But if you are, uh, let us know. I'm ha- happy to do it. I, I love education, so yeah, I think it'd be fun. Cool. Okay, we maybe we could, we could do a thing. Where, you know how we had those uh, episodes where we ask each other questions? Yeah, it'd be like that, but just about our jobs. So like we're you know. Yeah, and if you guys have questions about our jobs, send them in, and then we can take those as well. No, no, I mean, like, we, w- I, like, I would ask you, like, I'd write five questions about you, about, I want to know about your work, and oh, yeah. you ask, you know. And then we also have people ask, too. Oh, true, yeah. Everyone can ask. Do you want to do one, one last question, and then we'll wrap things up? Let's do one last one. This one seems good for Christmas. What we got here? Uh, for the most part, do Germans put up their Christmas tree very early, like Americans? Which, I don't like that, like Americans, because most Americans I know don't put them up early, oh, no. so... It depends who you're talking about. I think people are evil who do it before December 1st. But uh, for the most part, do Germans put up their Christmas tree very early like Americans or wait until closer to Christmas? I remember reading that it was common to do it on Christmas Eve. No. Um, And then right after exchange presents. So he's saying that Germans are putting their Christmas tree up. I mean, maybe I know Bobby's family when we get there on like the 22nd or something like that. We'll put it up on the 23rd. That's not Christmas Eve. That's Christmas Eve in Germany. No, no, twenty fourth is Christmas Eve. Twenty fourth is when they celebrate Christmas, but it's still labeled as Christmas Eve, right? Yeah. But they'll do it on twenty third, maybe twenty fourth as well. I can't remember, but we do do like the day or two before. Yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. But I don't know if that's just because we're visiting and they want to do the tree together, or does like what they do normally. I'm not sure. It could be. I know my family doesn't. The, the trees are already well up, and other German families I know the, and also walking through Berlin. All in early December, I that's when I see everyone um, carrying trees on their shoulders that they've bought. Like, so I wouldn't say that Germans in majority are putting the trees up way late. Yeah, like, I, I honestly don't yeah. know. I have no idea. I, I know our friends put them up early when we put one in our house, which we haven't been into this year. But when we do it, we usually put it up around like first, second week of December. Yeah, same. Like we do it. Yeah. First week of December, we put our Christmas decorations and stuff up. Um Yeah. But no, I, I think you're crazy if you put your de- Christmas decoration up before December 1st. Sorry. Well, it could be your decorations are up. It's not the tree. Because I, I, I think got, it's all crazy. I got, a- anything related to Christmas. If you're not in the month, then you're just crazy. I mean, as a Jewish person, I think it's crazy to put a tree in your house for a day. <laughs> Says the man who has like 50 plants. So you think you'd love having a tree in your house. Yeah, they're alive plants. They're not dead. Yeah, mine's not dead. It's a cut. Yeah, it's dead. No, 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 it's still alive. It's not when it dies, it'll look ugly and I'll throw it outside. It's, it's, it, it's, it's dying yeah. slowly. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, my Christmas tree last year, uh, I got it. It came in a pot. So that was truly a live True. Christmas tree. Ours did too. And I was live yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, I just don't understand a tradition, to be honest, at all. Like, what does that do with Jesus? I don't get it. No, no, I don't care about that. I just think, like, it's nice to have a tree in the house. I, I love the Christmas Un- tree. Unrelated to what it has to do no, with No, I think it's fun. Yeah. I, just, I just don't get it. Oh, okay. Though I just don't understand where this... Oh, no, has, I mean, what, what does the Easter Bunny have to do with Jesus either? Nothing. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> what do chocolate eggs have to do with Jesus? Fucking uh, a bunny handing out eggs is the most logical thing <laughs> I could ever think of. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I would say, in general, Germans are putting up their trees throughout December at varying times. I don't... I, I, I know it is not, like... A tradition that Germans just put it up at the very end because I've seen Germans not doing that. So. Yeah, so I, I'm going to say, I don't know. No. I was just based off my op- <laughs> observations, that is not the tradition that the majority of Germans are following. Yeah, but yeah. I'm interested in like small villages. Maybe they do it there or something. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like a lot of work to do last minute. Like, because, you know, once Christmas 
Eve rolls around, it's like you already have the, you're doing the dinner, like, and he's like, oh, now I gotta put the tree up too. Yeah, especially like, Germans and, and decorate the tree all in the same day. It's Germans like, celebrate Christmas and Christmas Eve. The twenty fourth is a big day. The twenty fifth is like a chill, not much day. Yeah, so like doing it on the day, that seems like a lot to leave to the last minute. And Germans are not the type who leave things last minute. True, unless last minute for them that is on time. <laughs> Dude, it blew my mind. I know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but, yeah, cool question to wrap it up because it is the Christmas season. Unfortunately, we still we still have a bunch of questions left, but we'll, not, we'll, not enough for another episode. But like, well, we'll we'll, we'll get to them for yeah. sure. Maybe throw them into a shuffle or something at some point. Or, yeah, we'll we'll they'll definitely be answered. So if you haven't heard yours yet, we do apologize. They will come up, but we're 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 an hour, so we got to get some whiskey reviews in. Yeah, let's do it. At I, least one review. Um, give me a t- like really tiny spot. If I don't know, it's hard. I know it's hard to navigate with this bottle. This bottle is a real. Yeah, you're good. Okay. It's really, it's, I don't know. The more I hold it, it's, it's, it's makes my hand feel big. Anyways, this is, <laughs> what? I don't know. This that is free, sexual. Free, what, a big hand? Why is that sexual? Okay. Don't go there, Jeff. Okay. Put your hand I thought there. you went there. I didn't go there. It's, it's made my hands feel big. It's, it's, uh... Okay, stop saying it. Uh, <laughs> stop Look saying how I hold this. Uh, stop seeing how big your hands are. I have the biggest hands. So this is, I actually measure my hands next to your fiance's. You know what they say, big hands, big large gloves. Gloves. And some of her fingers are longer than mine. And some of mine are longer than Ooh. hers. Marlies. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's fun. Hmm. Anyways, this is the Freeland Spirits Bourbon Whiskey from Portland, Oregon by a uh, women-owned and operated distillery, which is very cool. Very cool. So... Love to see women uh, chugging the whiskey. Yes. I think we should all be supporting more women businesses. I like it. I like it too. Like It's tasty. I, I'm not a big bourbon guy generally. Yeah, but it's tasty. But it is tasty. And the more I drink it, the more I do like it. It's, it's yeah. spicy. It's definitely got a spice to it. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of interesting. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not like a, it's not a one dimensional whiskey. You know, there's, no. there's like two, three, four flavors hitting you, you know, and it's nice slow. Bur- and I love a slow a slow wash. I, I, I hate a whiskey that just like you sit and it's just gone. You know, it's like, gone. Yeah, it's um. This, is like, this, this whiskey's like Shrek. You know, it's got layers, <laughs> like an onion. But yeah, no, I like it. It sticks with you. Um, it's nice. As far it, as far as bur- you know, I, I'm all same as you. Not a huge bourbon guy, but as far as bourbons go, pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna tell uh, Freeland Spirits to get a weird, to get a, get a more traditional bottle. Maybe I do like the bottle actually. Yeah, the reason I picked the bottle was because I liked it, but now over time. I've like slowly grown to dislike it for various reasons. <laughs> I'm sorry. Because, no, no, just because like, as you pointed out, like it is, it's not, it's, it's unwieldy. It's hard to handle. It's not ergonomical. Um, when we were, when we were taking the whiskey picture, it's, we also realized for, for photographs, it's, it's just bad. Like, you know what is too, there's something with the glass on this. So the glass is stained, right? Uh-huh. It's a stained like yellowish glass. Yeah. Which looks really ugly when the whiskey's not there anymore. And it's also oh, not like a super um, smooth and clear glass. It's like a frosted kind of like... like... It's not like frosted enough where it has like a style to it, mm. but it's not clear enough where it's clear. It's kind of like it's in between. Okay. Kind of, it looks kind of dirty. Uh, okay, okay. Maybe, that's the problem with it. It looks dirty. Maybe subconsciously that's what's turning me off. I mean. Yeah. But in general, like I, I, I love an interesting bottle. Yeah, and it's definitely interesting. That sets itself apart, you know, so... Um, like the more I hold it, actually, the more I like it. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, but, but let's get back to the whiskey. Yeah, whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Whiskey's good. What do you think? I'm going to give it a uh, 8.1. It's a good bourbon. It's nice bourbon. I'm going to say 8.3. No. Okay. Yeah. Not, like, one time we did a solid 8.3. Is it a solid 8.3 or just an 8.3? I mean, 
Every 8.3 is a solid ape. What do you mean? Okay. If I didn't want 8.3, I wouldn't say 8.3. I'll give That's you a fake. I'm not even sold an 8.1, to be honest. I don't really know. Oh, okay. Well, then put it back to 7.8. I never said 7.8. Nobody said you weren't even you weren't sold on the 8.1. Yeah, so why 7.8? Because you sound un, unconfident. Oh, so you're suggesting I do 7.8? Yeah, because then maybe if, if you're not confident at <laughs> 8.1, then maybe be more confident at 7.8. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know what to give it. I don't know. I do, you weren't confident in last week's number either. So I, I want a confident Alex. I'm not That's confident true. anymore. <laughs> I've lost my confidence, Jeff. But now my hands feel bigger. I'm a little more confident. <laughs> no, I'm still 8.1. 8.1. It's good bourbon. I like it. Good. 8.3. Yeah. So yeah. That, and, and again, it's nice to get, like, literally, you could not buy this bottle. In Europe. Yeah, like, you know that's really I mean? cool. Like, this is a small distillery. We could be the only Portland, ones Oregon. in Europe with this bottle. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's not something you could order online. So, that's always just fun. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, that's again, Freeland Spirits Bourbon Whiskey. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate all of you. And, and thanks for your questions. Yeah, thank questions. Like, great, really some thought-provoking questions. Awesome questions, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm surprised you guys, because we this is our sixth. I'm surprised you still got more in you. So, thank you so much. True. And uh, yeah, have a great day, evening, morning, afternoon, night. Absolutely. And Alex, hit them with the one last thing. And let's stay, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, stay thirsty. All right. Cheers. Pacific Northwest, baby.